You are now listening to Out of the Blank. Welcome to another episode of Out of the Blank Podcast. I'm here with Mr. Henry. Hello. Henry, please enlighten the audience and myself about who you are. Who am I? That's a very big question. <laughs> I am the one of the hosts of uh, the Serial Viewing Podcast. Uh, we look at uh, children's television in all its forms, uh, dating from the 70s through to the 90s. That's funny because you could have went a completely different way with that when it comes to serial viewing. You could either, aka, watch people through a window with binoculars about eating <laughs> cereal, or you could just view cereal boxes. There was there was a lot of debate about the name. We, now <laughs> we could. All right, so you got to help me out here because I feel like a lot of the show plays on nostalgia, but the factor of. I mean, everybody's trying to capture it nowadays, but there's an age gap between me and you. I'm in my 20s. You're how old are you? I'm 45. Okay, so your sense of nostalgia and your sense of like, oh my god, those cartoons are the best is going to be a little bit different from Very mine. Different. But why do you focus on kind of how do you focus on the fun part about it or the scarring factor of a lot of the cartoons? It was the weirdness. Yeah. That's where it came from. Because my co-host, he's uh, 21. So he's, he's a lot younger than me. So the idea where he kind of grew out of this, I'm, I, I remember this just weird, weird shit from when I was younger, <laughs> from okay. the late 70s. And I wanted to share it with him. What is the weirdest thing you would say? Like, what's one that you talk about? Oh, uh, there was a really weird one. I only vaguely remember it called Ludwig. And it was very European. And it was about this, it was a, an animated egg with little arms and legs. <laughs> It just it just had adventures. That's like Humpty Dumpty, but more like a, 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 a European version of Humpty Dumpty. Yeah, I mean, but we had. I mean, there was uh, Ivor the Engine, who was an animated train who lived in Wales, and the, the, he had there was a dragon that lived near it. <laughs> The only one I know is Thomas the Choo Choo Train. Way and before Thomas. <laughs> there are some shows that I look at now. I'm like was just the animators on drugs like how many of them were just doing cocaine in the script room or how many of them like when they're drawing the storyboard were just pulling out a line of like pcp and injecting it into themselves because there is a show that i will tell you that you need to do an episode on called mr meaty have you ever seen the show i have never heard of that one there is an episode with a tapeworm that fucked me up for two <laughs> weeks <laughs> this it's like they're like little puppets little like but they're like Oh, God. You ever see um, Dexter's Laboratory? Yes. Okay. There's a thing on there called the Justice Friends. Yep. I remember them. Yeah, I was a big fan of Dexter. Puppet Pal Clem. You remember those guys? Yes. Yep. Okay. There's, they're like those type of puppets, the ones like the strings, but not like the yep. marionettes, but more like the ones under their arms, like wires. Yep. So 
Mr. Meaty is like this show, and it's so freaking weird and so awkward. It's like if it met the, uh, the crypt, whatever the whatever those tales. The crypt from the crypt. Yeah, yep. it's like if it met tales from the crypt. And there's an episode where the dude had a tapeworm, and whenever he'd bring food up to his mouth, this <laughs> thing would come out and grab the food and eat it for him. <laughs> so as a kid, I'm like, when I would go to put my cereal up to my mouth to eat it, I would afraid like if I opened up my mouth, this tapeworm thing was gonna come out. So I would just stop <laughs> eating for like two weeks. Yes, <laughs> that kind of stuff. <laughs> There's good parts about your childhood and bad parts. And a lot of the shows, like the shows I thought were amazing. I think Johnny Bravo is something that would never get played today. No. Why I, do you I say? I had a chat with um with a friend about Johnny Bravo because I have a Johnny Bravo t-shirt. Yeah. And it's he's he's it's there's you've got sexism, you've got <laughs> some misogyny in there. It's it's just and it's just not how you you don't want to teach kids to teach children that's how you talk to women <laughs> but it did, but it didn't really teach them it's how you talk to women it teaches you that if you talk like that to women you don't get anything because every <laughs> yeah. t- he's a muscle-bound elvis impersonation of like a smooth neil patrick harris type guy and every time he hits on a girl he gets slapped in the face a hurl sucks a little and then gets slapped right in the face and then the nerd gets the girl it shows you yeah. that girls don't care about all that they just want you to be real and i think that's an amazing life lesson to teach but the fact of he is very misogynistic to women and it's like trying to watch uh uh, the Longest Yard, the original, where he slaps the girl in the face. That would not be able to be plain today. Well, we watched a show, uh, a very British, called Wurzel Gummidge. What? And it's, it's, yeah, I know. It, it's, if you remade it as a horror, it would work. <laughs> but it's about a scarecrow that comes alive. And he enters, the show we watched, he enters a talent contest. And we were just watching it. It was made in the late 70s. And then all of a sudden, uh, there's some blackface going on. And it was just, where did that come from? And we, we, we how, how you couldn't get away with that these days. Did, did we become more sensitive? I think in good ways, but a lot of the times, like I saw Don't Mess With The Zohan that came out in like 2008. That movie could not be played today. Dave Matthews was a racist white redneck that hated Jews, <laughs> hated puppies, hated everything. But you don't even look at Dave Matthews. It's like, oh, you don't you don't even think of that movie. You don't even think of him being that way because it was so stereotypical racist that it yeah. was funny to laugh at the guy because he was like making fun of himself. But then you look at so many things that were so sensitive of that can't be – Tropic Thunder couldn't be played again. No. So many like classic movies were like – it's it's a joke obvious but then there's some stuff where you're watching it you're like oh like that is horrible that is like that was a part of my childhood i think there was even moments in my childhood i was watching it like oh my god like that couldn't be played today like do you think the fresh prince could be played today i don't know i always find the i always think of the fresh prince as being quite safe ground but it's been a long time since i've watched it i don't know if uh i've not looked at it back in the lens I feel like if it you know includes I mean. cops. You can't have it now. Oh well, yeah, that's a whole that's a whole really gray area at the moment, isn't it? That's a piece of my childhood gone. Is the show Cops? Yes, I was actually living in the states when that was on. I, I remember I, they they had an episode where they came to my town, and I was like, "Oh wait, bad things happen here too." <laughs> now I know why I have a curfew at night. Well, when I, I lived in the states and I watched Cops, and it's it's a million miles away from what it's like in the UK. They're, they're, they're cops, in the, they're cops in the US and the cops in the UK, they're just not the same thing. 
Now, do you focus only on like TV shows and movies or do you like try and focus on every aspect of like the childhood years? We are, we are specifically looking at um, children's television. Okay, so. um, and just just to go back to a point that you made earlier, um, we're finding there's a theme of really casual racism in a lot of the ones made in the late seventies and up to probably like the mid and mid eighties or maybe even a little later, where the, you've got obviously um, English voiceover actors pretending to be Japanese and with, with some atrocious accents, and there's gay characters in there and there's um, uh, black characters, but they're obviously not black people. They're obviously not being voiced by gay people. And it's, it's, it's something I never noticed at the time. Now, that brings up a good point. Did you care when you were a kid watching no. it? Yeah, exactly. Like, you will get The no. Simpsons. Like, some person that goes, well, Apu was an Indian. What the f- Like, you still <laughs> yeah. enjoy it. Is it racist? Yes. yes. Is it, like, but is that just because our concept of it has changed? Like, Absolutely. I mean, if it was a show straight up being racist where it was like, oh, this, 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 and this, it's like, this is a horrible show. But it was, no, it was like classic kind of stereotypical racism where it was like so funny to laugh at. It was like they did it about a white person driving a tractor and chugging a beer. It's like, oh my God, it's like, <laughs> this is so stereotypical. It's not even real. That was the whole point of it. But now it's like we entered this world of cancel culture where I'm afraid, man. I'm a yeah. little bit afraid. Did you notice they canceled yeah. the bake the baker off of the cinnamon toast crunch? No. <laughs> that you know one the man me. that used to hold up the bread and the small yeah. Okay, now it's the little bite-sized squares. You're like, why did why did they change? Well, because they had a white old man on the front of their thing and it was unrelatable to some people that weren't of that ethnicity. The, and you're like, son of cor- a bitch. The corporate world, a lot of this, I think, is coming from the corporate world because they're just panicking. What they're about just... the tricks rabbit? He's <laughs> naked on the box. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> it's a rabbit. <laughs> it's a rabbit, but rabbits, what do they do? They multiply. How do they do that? They have appendages. Where is his? Oh, yeah. that's how it slides <laughs> under the radar. Did you notice the, uh, the whatever the... Uh, I was with the, I was doing a podcast with a comic writer or a comic drawer. His name is Adam Coyle, and we talked about mm. what's the next thing to get canceled. And he t- said Toucan Sam, and I was like, Why is it? Because he's British. <laughs> I was like, Being cannibalistic is okay, but being British is not. <laughs> I know some people that would agree. <laughs> <laughs> what do you think really is? the main thing you've noticed besides like subtle racism, what do you think that has kind of changed to the cartoons that we have now? It seems like a lot of them are so quick to play something because of the fact is our attention spans are like on our phones, 24 seven kids are on their iPad while they're jacking off while they're playing Fortnite, while they're talking to a person in Hong Kong, while they're watching cartoons. I'm like, how are you doing all? Yeah, yeah, because they're 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 trying to compete for a limited amount of bandwidth in a child's life, because as you said, they've got all this other stuff going on. Whereas, especially in the UK, some of the older stuff, I mean, we've said it before. Like, how did this get made? How was how did this? How did anyone find this entertaining? But in the UK, in the mid '80s, we only had three channels on TV. So unless you're playing outside, you're watching. <laughs> one of these three channels three channels three channels to where we have now it's like yeah a thousand channels it literally in the thousands when you hit there there's stuff that is 
all the same shit, but just in a different language. <laughs> yes. And yeah. then you shift over to Netflix and then you shift over to Hulu, Amazon, Crackle, these other things that people have. It's like, is it better now? But I felt like I don't like when TiVo first came out, I think the world got ruined. I know it's going to sound like a really far-fetched idea, but when you, lo- when you lost the ability to have to sit through a fucking commercial, yeah, that's Patience. when things started getting taken for granted because you yeah. had to sit through that. I remember I used to think shows were 30 minutes. No, it's more like 15 in commercials. <laughs> yes, yeah. Um, but I think that's, that's partly for children's shows. When commercialism started creeping into it, when He-Man, He-Man was, it was a commercial for the toys. And that, that, became, that became children's television in the mid, from the, from the beginning of the 90s. I bought I think a that's where Tiger. The, I didn't buy. An I had actual, a green. T- I had that tiger. <laughs> I didn't have the actual green tiger, but I had a toy replica of the green tiger, and I also <laughs> bought a little fake little sword thing. And I remember when I was a little kid, they moved this recliner chair I used to hide behind, and there was a million stab holes into the wall <laughs> where I was just stabbing it over and over again, like He Man <laughs> killing Skeletor. Finally, yeah, and I think that's where the cynicism started to creep in with children's television. Because a lot of them, are, a lot of the late seventies, they've got a naivety to them. They're really simple, and they're just oh, they're happily and they're bubbly. And then it starts to become more about selling things. It becomes more about um, a, a lesson, teaching a lesson, rather than let's just do something fun. Yeah, Ren and Stimpy, for instance, was like, <laughs> could you? You couldn't play that today on the factor of it's picking on a probably a person that is mentally challenged. I yeah. mean, I don't think. He was of the smartest variety. There was the smart one and the dumb one. And then it's like you look at, uh, man, oh, I don't know if this is might be a little bit. You might be too old for this one. Right. <laughs> on. I have children. I have watched kids show my entire life. Well, okay, so Scooby Doo. Yep. Okay. Can't, so, can't stand Scooby Doo. <laughs> really? Yeah, I don't like it. <laughs> yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> one of the things I've learned about watching about uh, watching all these TV shows is that I am a grumpy old man, <laughs> and I don't like an awful lot of the stuff I profess to love. <laughs> okay, the movie. Have you ever seen the first movie? I or... like the movie. The first movie is fantastic. That could not be played today. No, because he was talking to Velma, and there's a specific scene where Fred's like, "What? I would do nerdy chicks like you too." <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> nerdy like nerdy chicks like you are hot like what like that could not be played today but then you look at like i think a lot about like my style of cartoons growing up in the 90s and the kind of the the 2000s a little bit a lot of the stuff like jimmy neutron Mm -hmm. spongebob for instance back when you watch the original yeah the original ones there were jokes for the dads in there and i realized it was a great way of bringing the parents together or not the parents really but the child in the parent perspective because the dad or the mom could sit down and watch a cartoon with you and get the jokes jimmy neutron for instance the dad said son one time i sat on a banana and that day changed my life (laughs) as a kid you look at it like he sat on a banana and then as like a parent you're like oh that is oh yeah (laughs) something else entirely um do you remember did you ever see animaniacs I did, and that show pushes Animaniacs. A lot of it's fantastic for the adult jokes in there that they are they're hidden in plain sight, but they are there and they are really good. Big fan of Animaniacs. I think the 
fun part about it was when you're writing for something like that, you should be able to include those joke jokes for adults. But it's fun to see it in such a subtle way instead of like, oh, he, yes. he said he said the word penis. It's like, okay, that's not really funny because like my kid can know what that is. I remember taking a book from my library and it was a book, a biography on Mike Myers. Right. Um, the, you know, the guy who played in Goldmember, not the yep. serial killer. And um, <laughs> so I'm reading it and I'm like, what's this word? And my dad's like, that's the word cocaine. And then I'm like, okay, what's this word? He's like, that's heroin. And I'm like, what's this word? And he's like, where did you get this book? Yeah. <laughs> what are you reading? They, he made me return it and they called the school. And my dad was like, I, my kid's eight years old. Like you can't have, my kid's eight years old. You can't have him, you know, reading a book like this. And like, well, it's a biography. It's like, yeah, but you have this in a elementary school. Like there's going to be a kid that's going to stumble across this. And that's where a lot of my knowledge on future things came for being a kid and saying the word fuck multiple times. Like, where'd you hear that? Well, you said it. <laughs> but it's a factor of like, there are things about those old school shows that are classic and good, but they won't be played today because of just how sensitive things have gotten for good and for worse. Looney Tunes, for instance, you can't Elmer Fudd. They canceled him on the factor <laughs> of always shooting Daffy, always being this redneck kind of they accused of racism. I'm like, guys, it's no. a fucking cartoon with a talking yeah. duck. If you're taking yeah. it that seriously, then you're not giving a duck. You're giving too many ducks. <laughs> Yeah, and it's he's blasting. He gets shot endlessly, and his beak spins around. And it's funny. There's nothing. There's nothing to be offended at. And then they toss out things like, "What about the wily coyote always attacking the roadrunner?" <laughs> I think it's because they have an attraction because the roadrunner's a female. It's like, what are you doing to my cartoons? I yeah, I've I've never gendered the roadrunner. I've never occurred to me what sex it was. <laughs> A lot of people get offended for the sake of getting offended. Have you ever just had dreams of drawing a giant black hole on a wall and trying to <laughs> jump through it and realize you can't go through it? Like, come on now. It's escape. It's escapism for children, and I think children need that. What do you think the future of cartoons is going to be? I think it's going to get. I think this is it. I think we've we've had the highlights. We've had the late nineties was mid to late 90s, Ren and Stimpy, all of the, the more adult cartoons, but um, the Powerpuff Girls, they were great for a kid's show because it yeah. was colorful and it was fun and it was it was exciting and there was shit going on all the time. I'm a guy, I'm 22, I'll admit I watched the Powerpuff Girls. I was excited Absolutely. as hell when Mojo Jojo came on the screen. I was like, <laughs> Mojo Jojo. Beat this guy's head in, I want to see the brain. That's all I want to see. And I think we've we've moved past that and now it's just... Uh, competing with YouTube, competing with everything that's out there these days, competing with Fortnite. My my youngest, he doesn't want to watch a cartoon. He'd rather watch. He'd rather play Fortnite. Do you think that, man? Because this is really hard. A lot of this is. Do you think because it's crazy to see how the times have shifted? Like Teen yes. Titans is one of my all time favorite cartoons, but I refuse to watch the new version because of how just they completely just made it a kids, kids, kids form. Yeah, but that's that's true of everything. You've got um, what they call the Power Rangers. You've got people who younger kids, or I've I've spoken with uh, people talking about the show. Who oh yeah, I used to watch Power Rangers up until this point, and then I stopped because it wasn't my Power Rangers anymore. Um, and I, well, I find that I've, I get that quite a lot. That depends. 
how many what power rangers are we talking about because the first one was like the very first movie i ever saw where they all formed into the giant robot for the first time and you got a heart on as like a child (laughs) but then they switched it over you're like the pink rangers oh she's hot as shit and eventually like the yellow ranger was like oh like she's the dirty one of the group and you would be like this (laughs) and then eventually they're like oh now the yellow ones are a guy and it's like i don't know how i feel right now because for so (laughs) long i thought it was a girl and it's that kind of stuff. You, you, and I think, I, th- I think that's true of, of childhood in general, is that you will compartmentalize it. And up until this point, everything is fantastic. Everything after that point, everything will be crap. And it's not until you get older and you go back and watch it again, you realize it was all crap, but you were younger. <laughs> but like, it seems like more of the shows back in the day had a Bob's Burger type thing to it, where it was funny. It was like not very, very child, not very, very serious. It was just overall funny, like a lot of the old school cartoons and that drawing style too. But back in the day, there used to be a thing like when I would fake being sick from school. (laughs) We all did it. That night or whatever, I would stay up because I just didn't have a bedtime. Like you're too sick to go to school the next day. It's like, okay, yeah, I'm sick. Um, (laughs) But Adult Swim would come on and then this white lettering would come across the screen And it would warn you about now it's going to turn into an adult thing. And they would always say something stupid. I remember they had a little quick commercial. It was a big, big, big Latino guy. And he was like, what are you going to do? I sit on you, sit on you, right on your head. And then he was just sitting on random people's heads. And it was like 10 seconds before the show started. And you would see Invader Zim. You'd see all these really graphic kind of cartoons that would come out and stuff like adult swim style versions like Aqua Teen Hunger Force. That hasn't changed today. There's still, if you're at midnight or something, they play the yeah. little bit of the darker stuff. Family Guy, for instance, gets away with a lot of shit. But you look at that, is that going to change? Do you think that they should play the adult stuff during the day, even though adults are working but kids are at school? Because it seems like nowadays we have so many kids that are up to those hours of yeah. the night. And it's like, how yeah. long until someone realizes that and then starts saying things like, hey, my son's at one o'clock in the morning watching this and this happened. It's like, well, why is your son up at one o'clock in the morning? Is that bad parenting? Like, cause yes. yeah, like, what the, f- that, that's, that's exactly what I was gonna say. The TV, the, the, the people putting on these shows, the people creating these shows and putting them out at midnight, it's not their problem. It's your parents' problem. If you don't want your kids watching it, then man up and, Make sure they're not watching it. <laughs> so it's not the cartoons that are bad. It's the parents. It's the parenting. Because if they're playing a certain thing debuted for a certain time period and your kid's up, why is your kid up at one o'clock in the morning watching Adult Swim? Well, because I had a long day at work and I had to go to work the next day. So that just means you that's, don't have enough time for your yeah, kids. That's, it all yeah. goes down to society. There, you can make all kinds of excuses. It's irrelevant. You're either taking care of your kid or you're not. It's not- Cancel jobs. Cancel <laughs> all. I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> what as long would as I get paid, I'm fine. What would you say was the best part about your morning as a child? Like, get, take me through your day. Like when you wake up out as of bed, as a child, you put on your uh, slippers, whatever you got, and you walk into. The- I used to wake up. Uh, I used to wake up really early. My, I was a single parent family. My my dad was in the air force, so he'd work. I would have babysitters in the evening quite regularly, and this was but so he would get up late because he's usually working late. So I'd, I'd have the house to myself for a good couple of hours. So I'd get up, put my slippers on, and I would do exactly what I do in the, say in the show. I would go downstairs, I would get myself my, a bowl of cereal, and I would go park my ass on the sofa. Hang on, and you're, I would... you're cutting out all the details. What cereal? <laughs> oh, God. Right, we're talking like 
1980 here so if you toss out wheaties i'm gonna slap (laughs) no that was an american we didn't get we didn't get wheaties over it would be things like shredded wheat or weedabix oh that's even worse yeah (laughs) weedabix with enough sugar to kill someone on it (laughs) you remember the uh the cereal s'mores we never i i never heard of the s'mores i I was moved to the states when i was 20 and i had never heard of it till i moved what about count chocula that was diabetes for kids. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I love it, though, because they bring it back like on a seasonal thing like Count Chocula. And I look at all the cereals now. What's weird is my cereal tastes have changed from when I was a child. I would want, like, Fruity Pebbles or Cocoa Pebbles. Yeah. And then now it's like, I prefer Raisin Bran. I prefer Special K. I like the taste of it compared to the sugar stuff. But, I like, you were saying, okay, so what cereal are you grabbing? You said... I cut you off. Weedabix, or if 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 my dad was feeling particularly generous, we'd have um, Frosties. <laughs> that was always a good one. So I'd go sit my ass down on the couch. And like I said, we only had three channels, so I usually get I used to get up so early I would have to wait for the kids' programming to start. So I'm I'm watching football. I'm watching the news. I'm like, oh come on, this is so boring. Yeah. And then I don't know, Thunderbirds comes on. Probably yes. the, the, do you know who, do you know who Jerry Anderson is? I don't. Jerry Anderson was responsible for Thunderbirds, okay. but he also did a raft of other shows. You've got Terror Hawks, uh, Stingray, Joe 90. There's all very, very British puppet shows. And that's what we would get. We'd get, <laughs> you'd get like three hours of puppet, 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 puppet. And then you'd move on to some Hanna-Barbera. Um, there you go. Yeah. And then you start moving into other stuff. And we'd only, as a child on a Saturday morning, for example, we'd only get maybe three hours of programming. And they would cram it in. They, they would try and cram everything you could for children. In that. And then at 12 o'clock, it would end. And you'd have match of the day, which was uh, UK. It would be soccer games and stuff like that. And that was it. That was what I was going outside then. <laughs> I was done. So from when I was a very, very little kid, my parents are both DJs. So my dad would get home at like three o'clock in the morning. And then, you know, when you walk in the house, try not to wake up your kids, your kids are like, you drop a hair on the ground, they wake yeah. up. So I woke up, I would sneak into the room, be like, what's up, buddy? He's like laying on the couch. He would just turn on the Jetsons. And the next thing you know, we're watching the Jetsons together. I'm like kind of sitting in his lap and like, you know, about to pass out because I'm, I don't even think I was old enough to go to school yet. Like I was just like, I can, I have very good memory. And, um, that ended up changing when I ended up hitting middle school. It was like we'd wake up in the morning, like two hours before school start. Transformers would be on. I would go into the kitchen. It went from eating a bagel or eating cereal to eating a bagel, which is interesting to think is the cartoons helping children out today? Because I watched my little nephew open up a box of cereal and he turned it upside down and opened it that way. And I was like, what are you doing? He's like, you get the toy faster. He's like, you get the toy faster. I'm like, what do you mean you get the toy faster? (laughs) He was like, watch. And he opens it up first bowl. He gets a toy. I was like, wow. Like I had to eat the whole entire box. I would eat a breakfast, lunch, and dinner until I got the toy and you just revolutionized it. But now it's like, what I miss about nostalgia is the fact of like how many things have gone by the wayside that were so fucking good roller rinks, dude. Oh yep. my, I was at the ending cusp of that generation moon shoes. I pissed off everybody in my house with <laughs> giant block size things you had on your feet, just jumping around and then toys and cereal boxes, flashlights, all these things. Now everything's like, you got to send it away and then wait three weeks. It's like, yeah, I was a kid at the well, age of 
five going to be able to send something in like that without a parent's help? That's what I re- that's what I remember is collect four of these tokens and then you mail off and you, you oh can we get some more cereal I need I need another token I just need one more token no 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 so like you're like six weeks later after you found out you get this thing and like, yes I've got enough tokens and you mail it off and you have to wait another six weeks before this piece of plastic crap arrives and it's the greatest day in your life and oh my god look at it I've broken it it's the scene from a Christmas story the old yeah. decoder pin where your oval team was the thing that you would get when you would tune in and but I mean. I, there's like happy meal toys for instance i love that i love how the toys i think that's the, probably the next thing to be canceled because if you still go go there the people don't ask you the one question they used to ask you all the time when you roll like when i was with my family you roll through the drive you get a toy they say is it for a boy or is it for a girl yeah. that question is eliminated but they still have gender different toys which i think is going to be the next thing to be canceled to be honest with you um a lot of it plays it safe. Emojis, you know, they're all just one toys now. It's emoji toys. So it's for, you yeah. can be anything. Well, I used to collect Neopets all the time. I remember like, mom, they <sighs> gave Neopets. me a girl toy. We have to go back and get a boy toy. And I would make her pull around to that drive through again and get me the new toy. And the one I didn't have, I went to McDonald's the other day. I asked, hey, can I get a toy? They're like, it's two fifty if you're not going to order anything. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, I, I, I get it. And I pulled to the window. The dude's looking in the car for like a little child. I'm like, no, <laughs> it's for me. He's like, you a grown-ass man. I swear to you, this is what he said. You a grown-ass man and you're getting a toy. I said, yes. And this was actually yeah. probably – this probably wasn't recently. This was probably a few months ago. Um. And I said, yeah, and this was the time Lion King was in theaters. And let me tell you something. I'm not fucking with you. You still got it. Hey! Hang on a second. If I can, if it turns on. Hold on. Anybody listening, please wait for the patience. (laughs) That sucks. It doesn't make a sound anymore. It's freaking Steve Earl George. Everything that light touches is our kingdom. It's the guy that does... uh, that's, That's James Earl Jones. Yeah. James Earl Jones. So I, I literally, and then I just went to Food Lion recently and saw the guy that um, worked and gave me that toy. He goes, I remember you got the Lion King toy at like two o'clock in the morning. I was like, yeah, that was me. He goes, man, you really cheered up my night. It was funny to see how happy you got when you got that thing. I was like, yes. I was like, it's capturing that stuff. Yeah, so much I, of our childhood is ripped from us. And then we have to be adults and these, and adults are just big kids. They don't have shit figured out. I don't have anything figured out. I looked at my grandpa like, you got it all figured out. He's sitting there drawing Legos and shit. I'm like, what the hell? I am 45 years old and I still haven't figured out what I want to be when I grow up. <laughs> that question is like a big thing. Like, I know what I'm going to be. I'm an astronaut. And then you turn to an adult and then someone goes, what do you want to be when you, like, you're an adult. What do you want to do? It's like, oh, I'll figure it out when I grow. Oh, I am already grown <laughs> up now. Yeah. Some shit goes down and you start looking around the room for the adult and, oh crap, I'm the adult. (laughs) And I look at like Dragon Ball Z, which was like a giant childhood thing for me. Taking Like I was a little kid in my diapers. I had my shirt off. I was in the kitchen, didn't give a fuck. And I was sitting in a chair eating like a bagel. And I remember my dad comes out like, you just got life figured out, dude. And I'm like looking over (laughs) at him eating a bagel watching Dragon Ball Z. He's like, you're able to be in your underwear. Yeah, watching cartoons and eating a bagel while I have to go to work in a suit. And I just looked at him. I'm like, yeah. And the only problem is I did not put enough butter on this bagel. And like, (laughs) 
But then I look at Dragon Ball Z now and it's completely shifted, which I think is cool because I think it does incorporate the younger generations into a cartoon I'm fascinated about. That's why I like Teen Titans Go. I don't like the concept. I don't like watching it. But I love that my nephew likes to watch it because then he goes, did you know about Cyborg? And I'm like, let me tell you about Cyborg, buddy. It's way right. darker let than me. Yeah. <laughs> you break the knuckles and you walk in. It's like, yeah. let, let me tell you something. That cartoon is probably one that really moved me to tears when I saw this the episode they had where Cyborg had to go undercover into the hive and he had those rings that made him back to human again without all the robot parts on him. And he got to look at his hands that he hadn't seen in years because they have been robotic for so long because of his car accident. And it, that scene moved me to tears. Now it's like, where's the remote? And then someone farts. I'm like, dude, this is like freaking <laughs> Terrence and Philip from South Park. <laughs> Yes, I, I quite like Terrence as a commentary on uh, kids TV. Terrence and Philip is pretty spot on. <laughs> but it's like a show inside of a show, which I think is yep. probably like the the absolute like mind blowing thing. Like when Justice Friends come on, it's like it, I thought that was a whole separate thing. I was like, where'd Dexter go? And then next thing you know, it's getting <laughs> Dexter. But that's stuff that I think is important because like a lot of those shows, they care more about the story and the jokes and having fun with it rather than now where it's like, we, how are we going to keep this kid's attention with the phone? Yep. So. Yep what's what's the future of cartoons gonna be i think short form loud noisy i think we're gonna it's gonna carry on losing some of its innocence i think some of the fun's gonna be gonna be drained out of it i think it's just gonna be more about the spectacle noise should there be a the private network like a certain series like you know there was this like hope that oh my god cartoons were going to come back when tsunami came on it was like oh my god the guy comes on you're now going to watch another episode of dragon ball z but it was the original you're like holy shit no more total drama island it's going to be <laughs> the good stuff and then next thing you know like it's just like that that was a fading thing it just went away do you think that they should just have their own separate channel where it should just be old school cartoons like you know aqua teen hunger force family guy all these old classics that were like wow that would not be played today freaking he there's definitely a market for it there's definitely a market for it just put I a think, warning on um, it like you can't watch it if you're offended by anything so you can have johnny bravo <laughs> on there a part of the problem i find is you can do good writing for a kids tv show and you can make it uh, emotional and impactful and good and then adults will claim it and they will, they will, they, yeah, they'll take it for their own and it'll become, in a, and then the creators will start leaning into it more. And then it's not for kids anymore. It's for the adult, the, the, the mid 20 guy who's, who called it on late night. Then it's for him now. It's not for you. And I think that's true of a lot of the kids' TV shows. It's, they're making it with one eye on the, the bronies. They're making it one eye on the yeah. Don't get me started. <laughs> With one eye on the the collectors, the people who will buy the merchandise, the people that will will make a big deal about it on the internet because that will get word of mouth out there and people will start talking about it and it will get more popular. I just look at like the what do you consider the major problems in the world today? Do you think it's just <laughs> the fact that like people are way too serious, families aren't able to be able like those are the the things in my mind. Families aren't really having family dinners anymore. We're not. You know, it's really hard because of work to be able to care and have fun with your kids and have that growing experience and those memories. Everything yeah. kind of is like just give them a tablet and let them do their thing while you do your own thing. I look at like 
can we have a channel that brings back Jimmy Neutron, all these cartoons that kind of left? And it's like, why? You can still play that today. You can have Bulby. You can have <laughs> slap, slap, pat, slap. Like, that was a big thing. It taught me about Macbeth. I can never think of Macbeth the same because of Bulby when they had the episode where they played Macbeth. Because it those those types of things. I remember my dad even remembers the Jimmy Neutron movie because whenever I see him after like months and months of not seeing each other, he goes, remember that scene where Sheen was like, I'm peeing in the shower. Then it came back later and he's like, I'm still peeing in the shower. And I remember when that happened in the movie when I was a kid and my dad just looked at me and he goes, look, don't pee in the shower. You're going to get warts on your feet. Like that was a big thing. It's just gross. Don't do it. Yeah. But it was like, but I was like, but I have to, you know, do it. And when I'm in the shower, but I didn't have to before he goes, you're, you're, you're putting too many amendments in the clause. But like, I think that's, what's important is I think if you have more cartoons that are bases for adults and kids, but don't hit the F the, you know, the F word boundaries, don't, you know, just do the subtle jokes, the ones that the kids can kind of not really pay attention to and don't really understand, but the adults can get it. Then you're going to have more parents sitting down with their kids to watch cartoons when, you know, instead of watching the news or watching whatever, going off into work, they'd want to sit and spend more time with their kids and be able to actually enjoy their time as well. Cause a lot of times, like, even me hanging out with my little nephew, I'm like, we're watching fucking Teen Titans go. I'm just sitting there like, oh my <laughs> God, like, all my phone half paying attention. Let's get us to interact again. And like, I want those moments where you see the mother the, or the father, you know, hugging the kid or like, you know, that kid slumped into his arms a little bit. And, you know, those types of things like bring back the days where your parent used to put you on their feet and then lift you up into the air and hold your hands. <laughs> and then they ended up going too far and you flipped over and hit the wall. And they're like, don't tell your mother or father. Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. Duh, yeah. But it's things like, so sitting on the couch, watching a cartoon show that you, you both love you and your, your small child, they're going to get older and that's going to become a memory. And they're going to say to their kids one day, or they're going to think, oh, I remember sitting on the sofa that one night and we were watching Teen Titans or whatever. And it becomes a memory and it's a good memory and it forms bonds and it's a good thing. I don't want it to lead into the world where you ask kids now, like, what'd you do? Well, I woke up in the morning I turned on Yo Gabba Gabba and then I grabbed my <laughs> keto cereal and I sat down and had a bowl. It's like, what, what did you just <laughs> say to me? Well, I also had my Starbucks drink. You're like, you're seven. Like, you know what my Starbucks drink was back in the day was belly washers with the little superhero on top. I didn't like the juice. I just liked the figurine I got out of it. Oh, Coke was a treat back in my day. Coke. When I, yeah. When I was five, five, six, seven, if I got, yeah. <laughs> someone bought me a Coke. That That's was... what you're pouring on your Weetabits. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah that's uh that that was a treat but yes i I agree the the whole the commercialization of the world exposing kids to too much too soon uh people not taking responsibility as parents for their own children don't the internet's not there to look after your child cartoons aren't there there to look after your child you're there to look after your child look at the commercials are even sad if you really look at them it's like back in the day the frosted flakes commercial was a tiger would sit down with a father and son or whatever after a baseball game and then they would pour a bowl and they're great and then next yeah. thing you know now it's like a kid walking downstairs grabbing a bowl of cereal and the mascots 
mascot starts talking to him. You're like, where's the kid's parents? Oh, they're at yeah. work. And the only thing that kid has is his delusion of creativity where he's pulling the mascot off the cereal box. Or even the mascot's like, man, you don't have any fucking friends if I have to sit down. <laughs> I am it, child. Yeah. I am it. I'm not even real. <laughs> I'm a frog with no pants. Like anybody else know that my favorite mascot, Diggum, is a frog with no pants, but he's got a baseball hat and a shirt and nobody questions it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I think we've talked about how crappy things have become. What's the good with cartoons? What's the amazing thing with today's? Or is it just the fact of like, it's all the older stuff we're we on the show we're only we've we've kind of made a promise to ourselves we're not going to go past the early 90s we're going to try and stay in the heyday but also what i'm trying to focus on the weird shit i'm trying to on the ludwigs on seriously go look at words of gummage it's terrifying <laughs> it's, do, you, do you have anything in the 90s that i would know of that is weird as shit besides <sighs> mr meaty that you're going to google after this podcast i am gonna google <laughs> i'm gonna add that to the list i've got a list um when we first got into this um it came, the whole thing grew out of a conversation we were having and i was like oh yeah i remember this stuff and i was oh you've got to listen to this theme tune to this tv show that we used to watch and i'd play it to him and and that's and it kind of got the ball rolling is that i've got there is so much stuff that i can show jeremy my co-host who he'll find weird he'll find funny there'll be a lot of what what were kids on what you used to enjoy this yeah and that kind of stuff so i just started doing research and i started building a list i've always got a database of shows i'll tell you what the kids were on if you look at any disney show that came out and then look at those actors now they went through yeah. what they were on and you get to know all about it i can't start I, we, we reviewed um we've done ducktales i don't think it's out yet but we've done ducktales a disney show and that was the first disney show we've ever done and i when we started this, i said right we're not doing disney i don't i don't like disney as an as an as an entity i don't like the stuff they put out it's all quite bland and I, jeremy convinced me to do ducktales and he says right we've got to do it because it's it's a big part of kids tv and i was like fine disney had one really good thing and it's a movie on disney plus and it's called even stevens i've heard of that i've the never seen stevens it. movie where they no. go to the you have to i put that on your watch list it's shia labeouf <laughs> when he's a child actor like uh, he's like a that's teenager. yes that's where i know from yes that's how that I know it, yeah beans is the fun beans what are you doing and he opens up a chunk i'm just unloading my stuff the bedroom's upstairs you think i don't know that and he pulls up his briefcase <laughs> to the refrigerator and it's a thing of bacon <laughs> bean what is that i have about 10 pounds of bacon in my backpack like why like that was funny shit on disney plus and then he ended up switching over to wizards and waverly place where the only reason i watched it was because the mom was hot <laughs> yes yeah i was joking with my wife yesterday that we need to get some new bed sheets but i want um thundercats ones with chitara dude i'll tell you what i still have i have my anakin skywalker star wars bed sheets from when i was a child nice it is horrifically <laughs> awesome like you look at his face and you're like that is the face of the devil but then it's like there's still star wars pod racer bed sheets see that's a win that's a win. I'm very much of the uh, enjoy what you enjoy. If you still like it, do it. <laughs> I was like, those were better too, because like, if you look at all the shows that would literally make you buy merchandise, like, oh my God, I have Star Wars bed sheets, or oh my God, I have Transformers <laughs> pillowcases. Well, those were amazing compared to like now where it's like, what are you going to get a freaking 
bed sheet from like i don't think of the best bed sheet would be to have a rick and morty bed sheet like <laughs> there's gonna be fake piss stains on it you can't tell between your own piss stains yeah yeah that's that shift though that's that's the whole shift from something more fun and innocent to okay i have a very very big question and this is a show that is very close to my heart courage to cowardly dog where do you stand i loved it the weirdness of it yeah i'm a big fan of um surrealism in comedy and surrealism in kids tv shows because it's just out there and it makes it makes kids think so yeah i was i was all behind courage it made me afraid of a lot of things and i think the one episode they had that really messed up me and probably everybody out there in the world can knows this episode and it's probably what happened is someone stole the slab and that's why the world is falling apart right now it's because <laughs> return the slab and then there's another episode where uh, a vacuum cleaner was involved where you get sucked up into the vacuum cleaner and it was like a small amusement park in there that is the reason why i think of it every time i turn on my vacuum i'm like oh my god there's a small <laughs> world inside of this vacuum right now it's a realism for the win <laughs> i like those and it's a show that taught life lessons the eel in the bathtub had the best advice is life is full of imperfections but that's the beauty in it and it's yeah. the reason why if any kid asked me to make mac and cheese they're only getting one bowl of it that episode where muriel <laughs> was like less mac and cheese or less cheese more macaroni and then kept doing it and now the 50th time as a kid you're like how long is this gonna go on for yeah you said that like and she goes mm, it's perfect and slaps it out of it out of the thing i hate macaroni and cheese at that point i think every kid wanted courage the cowardly dog to reach across that table and slap the shit out of yes because they're creating empathy they're creating empathy for the character and you're like this is a weird situation what would i do in this situation <laughs> Those are shows that created a literally a creepypasta forum of just <laughs> yes. people's ideas. Like that's the weird and fun part about it. If you look at any of those stuff, like you turn out that nowhere is really hell. And mm -hmm. it's like, oh my God, like I love this. Like that's what I want cartoons. What are you going to make a creepypasta forum for freaking Teen Titans Go? They got sucked <laughs> into a universe and now it sucks. I find with um, children's shows, there was a there was a show in the in the UK and I went to Europe. I think they tried it in the States, but it was called Nightmare. You ever heard of it? I've as seen in, as night. in K with the K. Oh, I haven't seen that. No, no. And what it was basically, it was a precursor to well, it was a precursor. It was about the same time as Dungeons Dragons. So you got this kid walking through a uh, computer generated animated dungeon he had a helmet on he couldn't see what he was doing he was in a warehouse somewhere he had no idea what was going on and he's got a team talking him through it they can see him and he's in the dungeon and that came out and I, that was about the time that i found things like D, &D when i was really young and it kind of fueled my imagination because i'm watching this tv show i'm young and it, it kind of lit sparks in my head and it kind of it kind of led towards it helped develop interests that i still have today and I, and I find that fascinating about children's television. It's like, you're, 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 we're saying, talking, you're talking quite animatedly, animatedly about a kid's TV show that you watched, how long, 10, 15 years ago? Yeah. And it's, it's that, yes, you've still got that connection. Admit. Yeah. <laughs> but you've still got that connection to it. And I've still got this connection to Nightmares. It's, it's one of the ones we've done for the show. And, it, and it's, I got really excited talking about it because, yeah, this was brilliant. I, you don't, it's trying to explain how important to me this show was and it's just it's a nothing little show it's just throw away it's it's not that great it hasn't aged well but to me it is still fantastic and it's that, that 
connection. That's where I'm afraid to watch some of the old cartoons because I watched like the old Teen Titans, and after like two episodes, I was like, "Man, I remember waiting weeks for yeah. this episode to drop yes. like the next day." And then I think I've... Pokemon, you know, the movie, the very very first one was one that really brought you to tears to see the relationship between Ash and Pikachu. And then now it's like, how f- I've aged past you? What happened? <laughs> Like you were always like 10 years older than me and now I'm older than you. Like, I don't understand. Are we just in a paradox where Ash's mom never gets hot again? <laughs> like she ages, but Ash doesn't. It's like your kid's still 20. It's like he has Benjamin buttons, but it just stays. Yeah. Yeah. But it's, it's the same with the Simpsons. Bart Simpson's been the same, same age for 30 years. Yeah. But that's, I don't know when it comes to Pokemon, it's like he keeps collecting pokemon and everybody else keeps living a life but ash is still the (laughs) exact same so it makes me think if that bicycle accident in the very beginning where he's with pikachu and that's where the relationship developed when he fell off his bike did he hit his head so hard he's been in a coma for the past like (laughs) eight different regions he's explored (laughs) this is all in his head life is carrying on but yeah there's there's been a couple of shows that I used to really love. I remember at the age of seven, absolutely loving it. Fantastic. It was, it was my life. And we've gone back and looked at it. It's like, what the hell was I stupid when I was young? What is this? This is awful. I can't believe even as a seven year old, I found this good. Yeah. That's where I'm afraid to watch, rewatch a lot of the stuff. But yes, if I look at how you mentioned something about how like a lot of your experiences kind of affect you. You still remember those. You still have those. You still have bits and glimpses of them. So I'm afraid that the world is going to get to a point where you're looking at a family. They put a piece of pizza on the counter and then they all start laughing. You're like, why? Because of the humor and teen Titans go. I don't (laughs) want that. I don't want everyone to be so like dumb, stupid laughter. I want it to be like, why did they laugh? Where's the detail that led up to that? Where the whole episode kind of built to this thing that had bits and pieces that kept you hooked into the overall ending, which taught you a lesson. Old school Disney movies were like that. If you look at Hercules, the animated movie got a lot of crap, but it's one of my favorites. It's about a hero that overcomes impossible odds to be able to, for, for love. Now, I've got, I've got a, I know I said I hated Disney, but I've got a lot, of, a lot of time for Hercules. Yeah, that's, <laughs> that's a great movie. <laughs> I think they did it wrong on the factor of I actually studied Greek mythology, and now I look at it, I'm like, this shit's all wrong. Like none <laughs> of this is real. But oh, then yeah. it's like, wait a minute, it's a Disney movie. You have to. Yeah, make sure Disney you are not known for uh, sticking to the the, the books. <laughs> But like a lot of the Disney movies now, like besides the whole superhero type thing that's going on, is more on the factor of like singing i'm not a fan of that i would like to actually be able to you know watch a movie where i can get a good story taught out of it now it seems like you watch a cartoon and afterwards you're like that was a blank 30 minutes that was a blank 15 where's the real stuff yes but that goes back to the thing it's all about it's all flash and no substance it's all let's make a lot of noise let's let's make it exciting but i've not learned anything there's there was no decent progression there there's no characters. There's just, there's that one. There's that one. There was an explosion. Brilliant. There's no so development. What do you think when it comes to your podcast is the whole point of trying to show people the weirdness in it? Do you think that it's going to be a eventual thing where people are going to look back at these and be like, Hey, why, why isn't this a thing anymore? Why aren't we going yes. back to this? Well, part of it is I want to, I kind of want to connect with people 
about because how can I put it? I want I want to go right. Do you remember this show? And other people my age will go yes. Oh, do you remember this? Oh, do you remember? Did you ever get the toy? Did you do this? And I kind of that's missing today. Jeremy doesn't get that because okay, here's the show. Here's the t- here's the video game. Here's the posters. Here's the toy. Here's the action thing. Here's the handheld game. Here's the books. Here's literally everything all at once. Whereas looking back, nostalgia possibly is that yeah, I remember that. Oh, did you remember that you could get? It was in this magazine. Oh my god, I remember that magazine. Do you remember this? And it just kind of leads you on to. It just keeps going. It leads you on to the next thing. It leads you on to the next thing, and suddenly you're back. I'm seven again. And I'm talking, and I, and because these people, so I kind of made a way to make that connection with people of my own age, but I also kind of want to introduce the younger, like Jeremy to that. Like, this is it. This had a video, right? In 1984, this was the video game for this show. It's awful by today's standards. It's just like four colors and blah, 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 blah. But this is what we had. We got excited about this and trying to convey that excitement, having to wait for the next episode because I can't just binge watch them. Having to like, I'm saving up till I can get this video game on a cassette that costs more than my house was worth. <laughs> and the it's anxiety that. anxiety I get when I took my nephew to an arcade and he was like, what? Why does it say insert money? I'm like, oh, you've never experienced you never what this, this was like to play Pac-Man without it being hooked up to a thing where you don't actually have to pay money to do this. Like, yes, you need that's, a, that's, that's a great example because um, for a lot of children, arcades just fall flat. They don't get it. There's no, there's, no, there's no connection there. They don't get the excitement. Riding to the arcade with a giant thing of quarters in your pocket where you're trying not to bounce <laughs> that one leg so they all don't fall out. And then once you get there and realize, oh, I need more money, you have to go ask your parents <laughs> or scrounge up something to get a little bit more. Those yeah. are things that are important that have been lost. But if you look at why people love nostalgia so much, why do you think that is? Why do you think everyone nowadays is all about nostalgia? It's comforting. It's we in the UK, we have this big um, push towards uh, 40s weekends where everyone dresses up in Second World War clothing or uniforms and oh, you and they will pretend. And it's, it's, a, it's a form of cosplay and they have these big fairs and it, it's been going on in the UK for a few years and it's, it's really big. It's big business. It's everywhere. And there's this nostalgia. Oh, the clothing. It was such a wonderful time. We were at war. People were dying. There were food shortages. What exactly was wonderful? I'm not, I'm not putting it down. I'm just using an example. What, why, why do you find this comforting? Am I, uh, I've got an older relative who says, oh, I've got to stop living in the past. And I said, well, that's what makes you happy. And then we'll have a chat. Why do you remember fondly living on the farm and having to walk two miles to get to school and then drinking milk directly from the game? Oh, none of that stuff's good. <laughs> having to walk in all weathers that that's that's horrific drink having to drink um dirty milk because that's all they had he's got this nostalgia but why why do you have why do you have a good feeling for it? that was that wasn't nice the second world war wasn't fun but it's comforting people look back and they selectively pick out things that made them feel good and i'm i'm i'm, I'm not denigrating it. i'm not putting it now nostalgia can be a wonderful thing and it's it's comforting but that's that's what nostalgia is to me. It's it's reaching back into your past, trying to find something that's comforting, and it's a an um an umbrella to protect you against this horrible world we, we often live in. 
Well, I mentioned a joke about my grandfather drawing Legos, but that's true. When I see him with like my nephew or something, or, you know, my niece or something, and he's drawing like a coloring book or something like that. And you realize he's acting like a full grown child in a elderly man's body. And it's because when he was a kid, he had to take care of his family. He had to work on a farm. And then eventually when he turned 17 years old, um, he actually got enlisted early uh, and he had to go fight in a war. And then he ended up leaving after three years of fighting um, because his dad got killed. And then next thing you know, he had to come back home and raise his whole family, his little sisters and everything like that. He never had a childhood. So now when I see him back into those modes, I'm like, you're recapturing it. And I think that's what yes. nostalgia is. Nostalgia yeah. is the fact that as a kid has been ripped from us too early to the point we weren't ready yet. When I was a child, all my Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh cards, Bakugan, all that stuff got sold at a yard sale for $5. It was probably hundreds and thousands of dollars worth of stuff. Let me tell you, three years ago, I was just working. I was like saving up a bunch of money. I was like, I got enough money. Went on Amazon, went on Wish, went on Facebook Marketplace, and I bought all that old shit. I have over 50,000 Yu-Gi-Oh cards and Pokemon cards in my garage. I got straight in front of me in my studio. I have a box full of Bakugan. And let me tell you something. It's the nostalgia feel. I love having it. I love looking at it. I love, you know, it's like a chance like, oh, I'm an adult. I can play with my toys. You know what the factor is? It's because you weren't ready to say goodbye. And I think it's because in the world today, it's about growing up too fast and trying to get something and not having fun. Take the seriousness out of shit and let's just have a chat. When I messaged you about this, I said, what did I say to you? So this is this is just this is a conversation. This is a chat. Let's just let's just have a chat. And you're a host here as much as myself. And the factor is it's just about having fun. This is what the whole thing yes. was. And you when you agree to do it, you're like, I can tell. That made me feel good because I feel like how fucking we just did an hour podcast where we just talked about the crazy shit about cartoons. <laughs> and you're like, the problems of the world are gone. Like, yeah. that's what it's, it should be about, is the world needs to come back to a place where we can stop being so serious, worrying about bills, worrying about this, worrying about that. Let's just shoot the shit and see, like, have fun again. Let's bring back those things. I don't want, it's, you know, that reflects as if you're a parent, it reflects on your kids. If, it, you know, and if you're a person trying to figure out what life is, you're trying to be an adult, you're trying to do all these things they say, when you're an adult, you got to do. It just reflects on your life and makes it seem like this inevitable black hole. And I'm like, no, it's not. It's got to be that black <laughs> hole that you can jump through to get to the other side. Absolutely. Life is for living. Don't worry about too much. Don't sweat the small stuff. I know it's an old phrase, but it's, it's true. Don't sweat the small stuff. It's nearly all small stuff. And I want to <laughs> bring up something. So the Nightmare Before Christmas. Yes. That movie scared me until I really watched it. <laughs> And I was like, wow, this is like, it would be a really, really, really horrific show for children if you took out the singing, but the singing made it okay. Yeah. I have, I have, a, I have a complicated relationship with uh, Night Before Christmas in that I really love it, but it was, it was kind of co-opted by late teen, early 20s scene kids who oh i love it i don't even know how to explain it it's, it just annoyed me <laughs> you don't have an episode on that movie in general <laughs> like the Wait. dude with two faces where he swaps his his head goes all the way around it's a whole nother thing where's jack it's like oh my god this is horrific who let me watch yeah. this when i was a kid what about zoids <laughs> 
Oh, my oh I loved Zoids. And Gundams. Dude, yes. I remember Bionicles trying to build those motherfuckers. And then I remember <laughs> when my grandfather was like, watch, take it up to the adult level and try models. I tried that. I couldn't get past the part where I just wanted to paint the thing. I just wanted just, to paint yeah. so fucking bad. He's like, you don't even have the pieces unbracketed out of the thing. I was like, every time I take it out, it hurts my fingers because you have to break it through that plastic layer that's in there what's connecting it it hurts my fingers keep getting cut he's like oh grow up i'm like i just go back to my bionicle i'm making a model (laughs) yeah um there was a tv show that was on i guarantee you've never heard of it it was very english actually i think it was australian but it was shown in australia and in the uk called chocky and it was a no <laughs> it was called chocky and it was about an alien presence that were lived in the lake behind this kid's farm and it scared the shit out of me <laughs> it was, a, it, was like it, it was a it was child it was terrifying but it was a, it was based on, i think it was based on a kids tv show and it was aimed at children and it was on late afternoon after school tv and it scared the crap out of me. And I cannot wait. I'm really excited to watch it again to see if it is still as scary as I remember it. I need to watch that. You need to watch Mr. Meaty. I'm and going to, it's want, on the list. I want the world to watch things that don't have characters like Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> I love Rick and Morty, but if you look at anything Pokemon creates now, Wishy-Washy is the name of a Pokemon. Mm. It's like, are you even trying anymore? Yeah. Yes, like, I agree this Pokemon is laundry detergent. Like, (laughs) like that's what really gets me. And I'm like, let's not switch to just cranking things out like McDonald's cheeseburgers. And let's go back to an era where we can be creative and we can also not be offended by the creativity that comes out of someone's head. Yes. And there's a lot of creativity in, in children's TV. I mean, we, when we first was talking about running with the idea, I think Jeremy, oh no, somebody said to me, it says, how much mileage are you going to get out of kids TV? A lot. I mean, there's a lot. Yeah. We've got a list of 173 separate TV shows to watch. And we're still, I, I talk to people and I say, Oh, what shows did you watch as a, as a child? I've got a friend from New Zealand. I was asking her the other day, give me, give me New Zealand shows. What did you used to watch? Oh, we used to watch this. That was really weird. Perfect. Just give me the link. I need it. It's going on the one seventy four is Mr. Meaty. I recommend yeah. if you don't want to eat for two weeks, please watch the episode with the tapeworm. <laughs> the other episodes were pretty crazy. Like they worked. So it's the scenarios. They're in a mall and they work at a meat like butcher thing in the mall. Right. And it, they're trying to survive that. But you would get girls that come like, oh, I'm Ashley. And like, <laughs> would have like that. And I remember. Uh, the dude, what's his name? I think his name's Carl. I think it's Carl or Peter, something. Oh, Parker. Parker is his name. Right. He stuck his hand in the deep fryer and then pulled it out, and his hand was like fried, and then he starts eating it. What the fuck? Surreali- surrealism, man. <laughs> and then the meat monster. All these sausage links and T-bone steaks piled up into this giant monster in the freezer and started killing people. And they're like, Parker! we let the meat monster out. And the next thing you know, it's just this giant thing that would scar your nightmares forever. It was like watching Scooby-Doo when they met the aliens, the hippie chick, and she turned out to be an alien. And you're like, I was attracted and I still am attracted to And her. I still am. Yeah, I am darkly attracted to you. I'm even more now. It's like, what is about <laughs> me that I'm unlocking? And I think that's the whole point of cartoons. You learn things, you're ashamed am- by things. 
that that may get bumped up the list. That sounds perfect for what we're trying to do. <laughs> Henry, I think we've talked enough about how cartoons are better back in the day than they are today. <laughs> Please promote your link, man. Promote where people can find the podcast and learn a little bit about it. Thank you. We are called Serial Viewing. Uh, you can find us at serialviewing.com is our website. You can also listen to us on Spotify, TuneIn, Google Podcasts, or the Podbean app. But we are to push. I'm trying to get myself everywhere as you do in this business. So please Anchor. come check us out. Anchor. Yes, that's there. Yeah, that's on the list. Uh, I applied to Amazon this morning to get onto their podcast. Once you do Anchor, Anchor uploads to like 12 things for you. So I don't have to worry about Spotify or any of that. It just uploads it all for me. Then eventually like, hey, you're on iHeartRadio. It's like I didn't fucking... <laughs> No, yeah, what the, yeah, where anymore. did that come from? <laughs> but uh, seriously, I recommend Mr. Meaty and Mr. Yeah. Meaty. I appreciate you for doing the podcast. Was it everything you hoped for and less? It was. Thank you. This has been this has been fun. I've appreciated talking to you. Thank you so much for listening to this episode out of the blank podcast and stay tuned for our next episode.